Hey everybody, really excited about this one. Had NBA champion Kendrick Perkins join us for an interview. We talk about the role that NFTs could potentially have in future negotiations between NBA players and the owners of NBA teams. We discuss how the media and athletes are perceiving NFTs at this point and Perk's own mentality toward NFTs, how he's approaching it, as well as discussing his project, Frenchie Ballers, and other things. It was a great episode. I'm a Boston fan, grew up in the Boston area, so this was particularly cool for me. As always, this content is sponsored by FTX. You can sign up at the nifty.com slash FTX or with the code the nifty on your FTX mobile app. In this video, we will be speaking with NBA champion Kendrick Perkins on the union of NFTs and the sports world, as well as his project, Frenchie Ballers, which is dropping soon. As usual, nothing in this video is financial advice. We are not financial advisors. The NFT space is incredibly risky, so always do your own research. And if you enjoy the daily content, make sure that you hit the like button, smash the subscribe button, subscribe to our newsletter, all that good stuff. Introducing NBA champion Kendrick Perkins. KP, what's going on? What's happening, my good brothers? I appreciate y'all having me on. You know, hey, look, you know, I I understand you represent you representing for the Celtics right now, and, and and I am too. I hope they win it. But listen, I want to be known as Kendrick Perkins, the NBA analyst. Okay? <laughs> Hell yeah, I'm just, man! Well, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm just joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Well, well, pardon my uh, mistake, but anyway, Perk, you know, we're really excited to have you on. For people that don't know, you were the starting center of the 2008 Boston Celtics championship NBA team. Um, You had a a 10 plus year NBA career, decorated veteran, and now you are one of the top uh, NBA and basketball media personalities on ESPN. Um, But most importantly, you're making your entrance to the NFT world. Um, So, you know, First question I want to ask you is like, what attracted you to NFTs? Like, how did you become interested in NFTs? Well, I, it's, it's, it's like, you know, when being on social media, especially being on Twitter, right? Like, I, I never was a huge social media guy. But if I, if, I, if I had an option on which social media platform I wanted to go on, it's Twitter, obviously. I'm not big in, on, on, on Instagram. I'm not huge in the TikTok world or you know, uh, what's the uh, what's the other one? Snapchat and all that, right? I'm on Twitter because I feel like Twitter is where you get the real, right? You have a lot of trolls, but you get real, authentic conversation. And good, bad, ugly, whatever the case may be, it's real, right? And so I love being on Twitter because it's, it's kind of nothing fake. It's not real life, but you could get real feelings on there. And, and it's for guys and it's for people who have tough skin. So with me being on Twitter, I started to see like everybody started to launch and get involved into NFTs. And, you know, I started seeing the different NFT projects and I started to see people react to them and things to that nature. So I'm the type of guy and I'm glad you brought it up before I came on here about do your own research. So people were coming to me and saying, hey, man, let's jump into the NFT space. I'm like, hold on. Let me do my own research. Let me find out what it's all about. Let me dive into it. Let me do what I need to do to make sure that I'm up on game about what's happening in the NFT space. Because I don't just like to tie my name to things that I have no idea what it's about. Like, it's just like, you you know, it's easy for people to tie their name and say, oh, can I use your name and I'll make you X amount of dollars. But my grandfather always used to tell me. You can have all the money in the world. You only have one name. You only have one name. So make sure that name, every time you leave, a, a you know, wherever you at and you leave from around people or you, you, you know, you leaving from off or whatever you, wherever you at or whatever you're on, you want people to say good things or great things about your name, period. Oh, absolutely. And that's actually a foundational concept of the NFT space. And it's a reason why a lot of people are anonymous in the NFT space. In my opinion, there is a culture of anonymity in crypto that is defended. However, I do believe that a big percentage of the people that are anonymous are doing so so that they don't have to put their name on projects the way that you're talking about right now. And as a public figure, a professional athlete, 
a media personality, uh, you attaching your name to something like, you know, an NFT project is a big deal. And obviously, if you look at the history of this in the NFT space, there have been good examples, but there have also been bad examples. And, you know, we can get into those. You know, one question that I had is, since you're connected both in the media space, but then also the the pro sports, um, you know, sector, how are athletes that are playing right now, like how are they perceiving NFTs? I'd love to know if people are asking you questions about NFTs and what the general perception is of NFTs in the sports world right now. What what they are. And to be honest, you know, I get asked on a day on a daily basis, whether it's through uh basketball, current basketball players, former basketball players, even people that I work with at ESPN who haven't got involved into the uh to the NFT space. And I, I give them the same advice that I just told you, that you just said. Go do your own research. You know what I mean? Like, I could give you the, the, the points of, you know, where it could begin. But if you want to know and dive into the logistics and dive into everything else that it's all about and how to do it the correct way, go do your own research before jumping into this space. Because I always look at it as like, you know, the NFT space to me, and I don't want, I'm not judging, and I don't want people to, to take this the wrong way, right? It's almost like a biker's club, right? Like, where you have to be accepted. You have to, like, they have to know that you're real about the situation. Otherwise, you could come into, and come into this NLT space, and they'll eat your ass up, right? If they, if they see anything fake about you, if they see that it's not authentic, or they see that it's just a, a money grab and things to that nature. So my whole thing is, is that I want to make sure that all my T's are crossed and all my I's are dotted. And that's the right mentality. Perk, I'm going to ask you to leave and rejoin one more time. The audio was good, but it started chopping again, but we really? might be able to, yeah, we might be able to resolve it. Me and Nick will be able to fill the air. Right. Um, so we'll patiently wait for you here. Um, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, we have Kendrick Perkins, NBA champion, you know, Boston Celtics legend. I'm sporting, you know, the 2008 championship uh, jersey right here, the Paul Pierce from back in the day. And, uh, you know, I'm excited to talk to Perk, you know, about uh, the NFT space and his involvement. So, yeah, Perk, if, uh, if, if you wouldn't mind leaving. All you got to do back. is just probably refresh the page and then rejoin. Um, and by the way, hi, nice to meet you. I've, I'm on this show as well. I'm really excited to have a conversation at some point. Doing, maybe, maybe we'll wait like 20 minutes before I start to interject. Uh, but really, really excited to do that uh, at some point in the near future. So, so, so yeah, I would, I would just refresh the page and then, um, and then just click join and you should be good to go. Yeah. So Perk will be back. Nick, uh, you know, I know you're a massive, massive sports fan, massive basketball Well, if you wanted fan. me, I'm just saying, if you wanted me to be on this podcast, I mean, it would have been cool if you, like, let me ask some questions about the, the future massive investment that Perkins making in our business, um, <laughs> about some of the other things that I'm particularly passionate about, Golden State Warriors winning the upcoming championship. I'm really oh, wow. excited about some of those different things to have a conversation and dive in about that. <laughs> Here we are. You're Nick, back. You're right. The audio is good. You're back. You know, we'll 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 uh, enjoy it while we can here. Um, so, you know, that was a great answer, Perk, about athletes and their kind of uh, perception of NFTs and and mm -hmm. what you're kind of giving them tips on. What about on the media side? You know, you work at ESPN, and I'd imagine that you have very deep connections in the media business. Are media folks taking note of the yeah, NFT just space? Take the next question, also. Yeah, just go ahead. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. yeah, you want to like ask 15 of them in a row, and then I'll ask, or like let's just make sure we're on the same page. No, I'm just. <laughs> no, 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 they, no, they are actually guys. They, they, they really are. They ask, they ask questions all of, like they want to know about it, right? And you have to realize when you, when you dealing with people, for us in the media space, they definitely want to get down to the nitty gritty and and detail, right? Because that's who they are. So, um, just think outside of like former athletes, right? Former players, a lot of, a lot of media people are journalists. So they dive into the details. They they do a lot of studying, a lot of reading, uh, whether it's about sports or whatever, because that's how they get their information. You know what I mean? They get their information not only just from watching the game, but from diving into detailed, you know, analytics and detailed numbers and things to that nature. But yeah, of course, I get that question about NFTs all the time, especially for people that I work with at, at ESPN. Makes I'm, sense. And Nick, go ahead. 
<laughs> so I'm wondering, like, as a future massive investor in our business, also in uh, mentor to PO here, uh, yeah. what your thoughts are in general, uh, in all seriousness on like, uh, well, A, what NFTs like, so how did you like get into this space? Did you start buying NFTs? Like what, what the, like, what was the like starting point of your entry into the space? And if, if you were buying, like, what, what are the ones that you're uh, acquiring that you're excited about? So, so when I first, when I first got, when I first got into it, it was bought to me by my guy, Luke Savino, right? So he, he was like, Hey, Perk, I'm telling you, man, I didn't, I didn't purchase a few NFTs. I'm really into it. Cause I'm going to tell you, I was late period. Uh, I'm always late to the, to the party, whether it's, you know, when it, it came down to cryptocurrency, whether it came down, you know, to anything, I was always late. Right. So I was like, okay, so. When it came down to us for us being like, you know, the 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 Frenchie ballers, for example, right? He's like, Perk, look, this is what I need. This is what I want to do. I want to, you know, get into the NFT space. I want us, I want you to think about it. And, you know, because me and Luke been working together for five or six years. So I was like, okay, Luke, so, you know, it break down to me. What is it about what I need to do? He was like, listen. I'm going to send you some stuff. You do your own research on it, but these are the are the players that are in it. These are the players that are involved, things to that nature. I said, so, okay, so what do I need to put up in order to get into the NFT space? Because for a while, he kept telling me, listen, I need you to buy these NFTs. I need you to get into the space. You need to catch it here, catch it there. And I'm sitting up here saying, well, first of all, Luke, the one problem I do have is that I'm very particular, right, on my profile picture, okay? So me changing my profile picture, it, it was the hardest thing in the world for me to do. So what I told him was, I said, listen, this is what we're going to do. We had an appearance that I did, right, and it was a paid appearance, and it was like for like $10,000. I said, look, this is what we're going to do, all right? I want you to get your commission, I said, take mine, and I want you to go and do whatever you got to do in the NFT space. Take my commission, and you go and do whatever you got to do. And so what I made Luke do, if you go back and you look at his Twitter, he was not active on Twitter. He was more active on Instagram. I said, well, I need to be able to see what you're doing because I'm on Twitter. I'm not on Instagram like that. So he started doing everything and started going and 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 buying certain NFTs and, and getting involved and was like, hey, look, come in here, check out this Discord, just look at the conversation. I didn't even know what a Discord was, to be honest, right? So get in that, and he's like, I'm telling you, man, look, we could do this the right way. It's the wrong way. It's the right way. And then certain things he started to bring up, he was brought up the, uh, the Aaron Fox moment, right? And I was like, how did that go left? Like, why did that go left and why did that mess up? This is before we even thought about dropping Frenchie Ballers. That was pretty was, early. Yeah, it was pretty early because Frenchie Ballers has actually been in the works for about going on like nine to ten months now. Like, what we've been putting into it. So I'm like, how did he get his, again, this is my name. And I said, where did he go wrong? Like, where did he go wrong for us? dropping this NFT, and now he had to issue out an apology and things to that nature. How did people feel some type of way? How did he get left behind? Because if this is what's going to happen, I want no parts of it. And so he was like, nah, this is what it happened. I don't really like to dive into details because I don't like to speak on another man's situation, especially when it comes down to that, right? I don't, I don't like to do that. So I said, okay, cool. Well, Let's let's put together strategically Frenchie Ballers. Let's do it the right way. Let's take the appropriate steps. Let's reach out. I need you to reach out to people that's already in the NFT space that know that knows more about the NFTs than you do so that we can make sure that everything is done correctly because the last thing I want is I'm the type of guy like this. I feel like this is my mentality. You're not a boss unless everyone around you is eating, right? And I think that's the space that you have when you're in an NFT space, Nick. 
You're not a boss unless everybody around you is eating. So if you're the head or the face or, or, or the owner or whatever you call it in the NFT space and people are coming in and people are coming in to actually come in and, and be part of your NFT community or NFT family and they're coming in and they're not benefiting for it, benefiting from it as well, then what are you really doing? Right? So I my 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 side deal, one of my things that I do is I actually sell Frenchies. Like I sell exotic Frenchies and I've been doing pretty damn good with it over the last four years. Like I sell exotic Frenchies. Like and I know Frenchies are almost the number one dog in the world. And so I told Luke, I said, okay, well, if I do it, I want to do something that's close to me. So we came up with Frenchie Ballers, right? Like I was a ball player, but I still wanted it to be tied into something that I'm actually invested in. That's so, I mean, that's dope to hear about, man. And your mentality to the NFT space is super on point, the way you approached it with Luke. It was it was great hearing about that. The mic did start cutting out again. Uh, so if you wouldn't mind refreshing right. again, yeah, we'll just keep it moving like this. We got a little rhythm now of uh, of knocking this out. Um, <laughs> me and Nick face-to-face -face right now, having Perk come back in a sec. Um, now the mic will get uh, resolved in a second. Nick, are you a fan of French Bulldogs? Like as a breed, as a whole, within the dog space or his NFT project? W um, within, within the dog space. Uh, they're cute. <laughs> there was a French bulldog at the coffee shop yesterday. My dog was playing with it. It was a very adorable moment. I, well, that's a bulldog to bulldog sort of moment there. So I think that's what's going on. Um, I, I personally... I'm just grateful that I don't actually have a dog right now after seeing the <laughs> amount of effort that uh, P.O.'s had to place with uh, his his dog, who's, uh, he likes to say, is well-trained. Um, but She is well-trained. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, she's well-trained, but uh, you still have a, a dog to take care of, which is, if I had someone who could help with that, then I'd probably be more open to it. But um, yeah, anyways. So anyways. <laughs> Back to the show. So, so Perk, my favorite that, breeds of dogs. <laughs> that that was obviously a great answer, Perk. And and you know, a question that I have because I've been an NBA fan since I was a kid. Um, you know, I'm 32 now, and so I've seen like a lot of of action in the league. One thing is that I remember growing up, there were there was at least one time, maybe more than once, that there was like a stalemate when it came to the collective bargaining agreement between the players and the owners, right? Mm -hmm. And I know that that can kind of hold things up. My prediction is that in the future, I don't know if it's the next time they negotiate it, maybe it's the time after that, NFTs will be a major sticking point on the player's side for the collective bargaining agreement, or on both sides, I should say, because players, you know, when I listen to like uh, Steven Jackson, you know, uh, JJ Redick, the different guys that have podcasts, they talk about the importance to players of owning their likeness and actually, mm -hmm. you know, being able to profit off of their likeness since they're the ones going out there and playing the games and doing all the practices and everything, you know, rightfully so. Um, so do you think that NFTs will emerge as a sticking point in negotiations between players and owners because of that desire for players to be able to, you know, own more of their likeness? That, that's a that's a great question. And and yes, I do. I think that will be one of the key topics in the conversation for the simple fact that, you know, guys are more aware now because of social media, because of all the platforms and outlets that they could get information from, guys are more aware. Just think about this for a second. Michael Jordan was way ahead of his time. The NBA couldn't sell a Michael Jordan jersey. Like, like, so think about this for a second. No matter right now the way that the NBA is current, currently constructed, you have all this money that comes off of revenue from jersey sales to things to that nature. Well, when I was playing a Kendrick Perkins jersey, I mean, let's be honest here, like you ain't selling that many Kendrick Perkins jerseys, right? But you're selling a lot of Paul Pierce jerseys. You're selling a lot of LeBron James jerseys. But guess what? Everybody's still getting the same amount of money, right, in one pot. Well, Michael Jordan had it different when he was playing. The jerseys that were sold, his jerseys that were sold, that money was going directly to him. You see what I'm saying? So, that, yeah, that's why that's why today, think about it, it's so hard to find a Michael Jordan jersey. 
You can't because of that negotiating right, tactic. Right. So 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 when I think about when I think about the NFT space and I think about the likeness, think about this. Players are going to go in and they're going to negotiate because they want to own their own rights. Just like right now we're seeing guys in the in the media space who are still playing, who are able to have a podcast. You didn't see this five years ago. So so the game is changing. But I'm going to tell you why it's changing and I'm going to tell you why I think it's going to happen in the players' favor. is because we have the best commissioner in sports and Adam Silver. Yep. Right, so he do lay down. He do have his rules in place, and rightfully so. But he's a players' commission commissioner, meaning he always he always tries to be fair. Think about all the things we've been through for us, you know, you know, in our world, just in the society, right, and, and social justice and things to that nature, and how the NBA has backed them up backed up the players and, and invested in their community. That's because of Adam Silver. And so when you have a commissioner like that, then things are going to work in the players' favor because he's all about everybody getting a piece of the pie, right for, uh, a fair piece of the pie. Yeah, he understands the value of players and that without players you have no league, you know, plain and simple. Nick, did you have a question? Yeah, I was wondering, so – you're now in the media space, which is different than the actual sports itself uh, or playing as an athlete. So being a commentator on it, I'm wondering a couple of things. One, how you got involved with that and how, you know, what, what the shift to that has been like. And then secondarily, how does that integrate sort of into your NFT project? Like, how are you thinking about like leveraging that uh, for the benefit of the NFT and how, like, how does that play in, if at all? Well, so here's the thing, right? Um, being in the media space, you have to be very, very careful on what you do and how you do it, right? And then also you have to be unbiased to things. And then also you don't want uh, to have any type of, and this is why I was so particular, and I told you this earlier, Nick, about me changing my profile picture, right? Because to me, my profile picture is my brand. Right. My brand is now I'm an NBA analyst and I'm on ESPN. Majority of the time I'm wearing a suit and tie. So if, if I do have a profile picture, I want it to be with me with a suit and tie or me with a sports coat on. Right. So for me to make uh, my profile picture a Frenchie baller was enough for me. Right. That's just speak volumes because that took a lot for me to do, even though it's it's my own project and it's my own NFT. So. I ain't going to lie, I'm transitioning to the point of actually mixing the two. And every now and then, so this is what I do. I retweet, you know, NFT projects or, or get active on Twitter with NFT projects. I try to do it at least two to three times a week, all right? Because I use my social media solely for my job, it'd be hard to really balance the two, but I'm working on doing the NFT stuff a little bit more. You know what I'm saying? Because to be honest with you, Nick, if it wasn't for my job, I wouldn't even be on social media. That yeah. makes sense to you? Yeah. If it wasn't for my, like I was never a guy that was just really big on social media. That just wasn't, it just wasn't, you know, it ain't who I am. You know what I mean? So, but now it, I am because of what I do. But now I'm transitioning over to saying, okay, when can I put out this NFT tweet? Well, I can't put it out right now because really you have to be careful on when you put certain things out. Because if the game is going on and it's the first quarter of the second round of the NBA playoffs, why would I tweet out something about an NFT? Right, when you're an analyst and you should probably, you know, be glued to the game, right? Yeah, it makes zero sense. And that's that's just the real of it. So it's like I have to strategically point out, okay, cool, this is when I'm gonna tweet about my NFT. But the the, the NFT have its own page. I help empower the page, but it has its own brand. And my name is right under the profile. So I feel like okay. If I want to do that, I just go to that page and get involved with the NFT instead of doing it for my personal account. I changed my profile picture. That should be enough. 
right? <laughs> to know, because it was, it, like, it may be a small thing to everybody else, but it's a huge thing to me. Yeah, it makes sense, man. You're a public figure. You have a big following. You have a legacy, right? Like a rich legacy as a player and now a media personality. I totally get why making that transition would be gradual versus just going all in, especially with the implications it could have to your media career. So I totally get that. Um, the static did come back. Maybe we can do one more refresh and then uh, we can we can get a couple more questions in and, and we can wrap. Um, yeah, I mean, it's been great so far, Perk. Yeah, Perk's going to give us one more refresh. Nick, I'm excited to ask Perk some questions about media. You know, I feel like uh, you and me can learn from him since he's doing uh, doing big things over at ESPN, you know? Yeah, and what it's like running ESPN, the organization as well, would be useful to, to understand from operationalizing uh, things. No, but I mean, more as a uh, character, I'd actually be interested, uh, and he's back, Go ahead, this, ask the question, this, Nick. This is something I'm interested just on a personal level. Um, what what it's like, like in terms of your on-camera uh, sort of persona, does it differ at all from your individual persona like when you're not on camera outside of the fact that obviously the conversation sub, uh, topics may, may adjust if you're hanging with your family, you're not necessarily yeah. presenting yourself. But I, I'm, I'm wondering like... Uh, yeah, what your experience is like, because I, the reason I ask that is I feel social media is one where it's like you have to be as genuine as possible. You like it. it people see right through uh, sort of the, the, the bullshit, whereas with television, if you look at even like a reality TV star or something like that, which is what, not what you're doing. But if, if you look at that, they're playing a role. They're playing a character sort of thing. So I'm wondering, like, what your experience with that is like and, and if there's. Uh, like what your sort of position is on that versus social media and just how you sort of operate. Well, well, to be honest, Nick, I don't give a damn. Like I really <laughs> and that's, don't. That's clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I don't give a damn. And you got to have that mindset, whether it's on TV or whether that's social media, you got to have that mindset. I don't give a damn. And when you have that mindset, then it makes it easier for you to go out there and do your job. Right. So like everything, Here's the thing that people don't realize. Everything that everything that you say, you're going to have the good and the bad, right? Some people go agree with you. Some people go hate your guts, regardless. But with the people, the idiots out there, what they don't realize when you talk about television and then trans and then uh, like transferring it over to your social media and putting a clip up, say like, I say something on television and I want the clip and I want to post it on my social media. When I post it on my social media, guess what? Whether you agree or disagree, if you engage into it, guess what? Guess what? I didn't want. So the people who out there calling me, you know, they have the, 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 the bad side, what I call them, who don't agree with me and want to call me dumb or that was a dumb take, you engaging with it. Good or bad, you're still engaging. Like a lot of people may say, "Oh, I don't like Stephen A. I don't like what his. I don't like his tapes." You still wake up and watch. You still wake uh, wake up and watch first take every morning. Oh, you have trolls, an opinion. Our trolls are like the most engaged in our show ever. They're like providing right. commentary yeah. secondarily on it. And I'm like, wait, hold on. So you you're telling me you hate us and you watch every single one of our shows? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for listening. That, yeah. So, so it's, it's like, it's like, all right, cool. Well, just, just keep tuning in. Just keep do you tuning ever, in. do you ever lean into that to try and come up with stuff, which is uh, purposely or intentionally sort of like uh, so, inflammatory? I, I, I do at times, right? <laughs> I do at times and it's called taking the bait, right? So sometimes I say, I'm going to throw my fishing line out there in the water I'm going to drop it, and I'm not even – and I'm just here for the comments. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, when you get into those conversations of who who career is better or things to that nature, you just drop it out there and you see – and then to yourself, you say, okay, let me just see the comments. Let me see the interaction. I don't really give a damn. But, like, here's, here's the thing I want to ask you guys, real talk, serious question. When you guys see professional athletes coming into the NFT space, right? And you guys, you guys gotta see if if they are authentic. Really, this is a two-part question. One, how do you view or how do you look at athletes 
when they come into the NFT space? That's the first question. Starting with you, Nick, since you since you say PO been taking up all the, the no, NFT. PO's the real uh, uh, sports fan, so or true sports fan, and especially NBA. Um, but I'll say and MMA. But um, from my perspective, look, it, it's what you were talking about. Frankly, is NFTs are are a they become very quickly, and a lot of people realize this. They become an obligation. A lot of uh, early people, if you look at last year, including artists that have done the exact same thing, where they enter the space, they capitalize on their name, but they don't actually deliver anything of value to the project itself. And so it seems and comes off as a secondary, tertiary, or even like lower priority for them. And so what's very difficult is maintaining that. <clears throat> Excuse me. The sports space, uh, additionally, got kind of screwed by a top shot uh, to a certain degree where it was the biggest mass consumer uh, implementation of NFTs mm -hmm. made it widespread, uh, brought awareness to the space as a whole to millions of people. And the outcome was they oversaturated that space. And so that was another thing that, that ended up happening. So there's been a few uh, missteps. I also think of um, Floyd Mayweather, who had a flop of an NFT and a couple of other examples. So the sports space as a whole has found it difficult, and most of the people in the space have found it difficult to gain footing as a whole. So that's so, so as what we're we gonna say. No, so when you say when you say a flop, what you what do you mean by that? Uh it well, it I I a lot of people perceive it as I wouldn't say a rug pull, but it seems like you know the, he he was there just to like make a quick buck and then move on, which is literally his job. Now, to be clear, a lot of people who are known for their personality, as a whole, it's viewed with skepticism, and the reason is is because people who are personalities, especially celebrities, that's what their job is. Their job is to show up, put their face out there, get get the check, and then leave. Basically. Okay. But see, here's the thing where I have a I have a problem with Nick, is that these before I even got into the Frenchie ballers, okay, these NFTs were already brought to my attention, right? I they people were already trying to give me money mm -hmm. to get behind the NFT and told me, hey, I just need you to do this one post for X amount of dollars or do this, get paid, and you don't have to worry about it no more. And I turned it down, right? But I will say, I want to say this to you. While the athletes are the athletes are getting held accountable, right? And Floyd Mayweather probably didn't know anything about the NFT space. It was just brought to him, which we all know his name is Floyd Money Mayweather. <laughs> yeah. Meaning That's his he's name. about <laughs> his money. We already know that. He They're made like, that we're going to make a couple money. million. Right, right. We make that very, very clear, right? So he makes that very, very clear. So my thing is, why are the people who actually are doing the NFTs, who are bringing certain, these certain athletes to these projects, are not held accountable? Because they're the ones who they're the ones who the ones are, are are coming in with the mindset of how they're about to use this athlete to make sure not only to get this athlete paid so that they can get paid and get out as well, but the athlete receives all the criticism, but the person who brought the athlete to the table don't. Yeah, I can weigh in on that. I mean, what I'd say is that a lot of times those teams are anonymous, and this goes back to what I was talking about before. They don't put their mm -hmm. actual reputation out there. If they do, and then there's a track record of projects, even if they are with celebrities like pro athletes, that track record will be surfaced if it's a negative one. So I'd say that they would be held accountable. However, a lot of times the anonymity factor, like just them being anonymous, and then also um, just the fact that the pro athlete is the most accessible target, right? Just because it's like, hey, it's Floyd Mayweather. He's a huge name. Stay away from that guy moving forward. But if if it came out that a developer, like an engineer or something, had worked on, or, or a marketing person had worked on Floyd Mayweather's, um, you know, and, and three other projects that weren't uh, sustainable and were like, quote unquote, rug pulls, then it would, it would be a problem. But it's easier to just point to Floyd. 
There, there's also someone mentioned this in here. Shaq being an example, and then there also being uh, I. This is not an athlete, but I think of someone who's done well in the celebrity space is Snoop Dogg, of someone yeah. who's like shown up, participated, and that ultimately look. There's only so many variables that you have to make an assessment of someone's commitment to the space mm -hmm. as a whole. It's are they present? Are they talking about it? Are they um, are they active in collecting? You know that that ultimately ends up being the only signals that you can uh, fundamentally look for. And so I think it's really like if you're doing that, we have people that come on our show that like pay for promotions and stuff, and we have a conversation with them. We're like, look, we want to have you on the show, and we'd love to take your money, but. If you're not actively like participating and collecting the NFT, our audience is just going to see right through it. So how about uh, you, you buy a couple NFTs, come back to us. Let's let's del delay it a week or two weeks or whatever it is for you to kind of like go participate. And then they start doing it because inevitably, once you buy one, you buy multiple. Like once you're in the space, it becomes this sort of thing because you're yeah. now like on the hunt, looking for it, shopping for something. And, and, and then it's like, oh, does this represent me? Oh, let me do a little bit more research. And suddenly you're now like down the rabbit hole as it goes right. associated with it. And right. But, what, why, yeah. but why, why somebody can't come in new, like somebody can't come in new and say, you know what? I'm not about to, I don't, if I launch my NFT, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to put money and invest into other NFTs. What if I want to invest and give back to charities? Right. What if? What if the NF what if I want my NFTs to to give back to charities or hold charity events or things to that nature? People do they do that, but no, I'm just asking. I'm not saying I'm doing it. I'm just oh asking. yeah. So, so I've seen people that do it. The distinction still stands though, which is like if you're using a medium, like if you're talking about being a personality on TV, that's a medium. Radio's mm -hmm. a medium. YouTube's a medium. Twitter, whatever it is. Um, each one of those different things. If you were to show up and there's, and I'm sure you've experienced this, where you have guests on a show and the person just sucks, like they're just not good at, you know, right. operating on television or whatever, that person is going to not properly represent the organization that they're speaking on behalf of simply because they suck at television, basically. Right. And, right. I, and, I, and I, I think that the same thing goes when it applies to a media... NFTs are a medium, basically. And mm -hmm. so when you think about like delivering creativity, value, and other things on that medium, you have to be familiar with that medium. The first time that you show up on uh, TV, most people are not like just instant stars. It, it requires a little bit of practice. Or you're going and doing this other thing, it requires a little bit of practice. And I think, you know, I, I, I do think there's a way where you can... Um, leverage pre-existing people who are experts in the space who have a track record behind their belt those people then fundamentally end up needing to be the spokespeople for that project and that's the only way that i actually think uh, right. that that can be done but that's also just my own opinion you know i'm sure there's someone who's going to come out launch something crush it and uh you know make um make their projects a success despite all of my own opinions that that i provided here no. but but yeah no, no, because people people are acting like people are acting like right, like I'm trying to flip the conversation. No, I'm just trying to ask. Oh, don't worry about it. <laughs> no, 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 we we love this person. No, 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 because I'm not trying to. This is not to educate me about NFTs. I'm just trying to be the meet the 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 person in the middle to try to find the balance of where somebody could possibly heal the process of this bad athlete shit and everybody get judged mm. by it. Because let me tell you, I'm the type of person that I put people to the test. And let me tell you how. So I had I had one person when we first launched Frenchy Ballers. I mean, they were ripping me to threads. So I'm like, oh here you go, just a money grab, this, that, and the other. And I'm not go I'm not gonna put them on blast about who they were. So what I did was, guess what I did? I DM'd them and I said, "Hey, I want to get on. I want to get involved with your NFT. Can I be the face?" Oh, sure, sure, absolutely. And I <laughs> said, "Well, damn! Didn't you just criticize me about coming into the space? Like, so I'm trying to see. My my thing is, I'm trying to dictate in the people that's 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 keeping it real and trying to find people authentic, or the people that's actually hating and being jealous because you coming in with a good a good product." See, that's the difference. Like, 
You got people that's, that's really dissecting it and saying, oh, I'm going to be real about it. Let me let me dive right into it. Let me look into it. But then you got the other side that's actually hating and that's actually jealous because you're actually doing the things the right way and coming in with a pretty good product. Yeah. I mean, that's hilarious, man. And I'm not, I can't say I'm surprised knowing what I know about the trolls in the NFT community that the moment they had an opportunity to potentially make money off you, Perk, because you were offering your services to them, they flip, you know, they flip in a second. All, you know, in all a second. of them, dude. The trolls are the craziest ones that are like literally out trolling us. And then suddenly it's like they, they, you call them out and they're suddenly like, Oh my God, you're you're an evil person for doing that. And I'm like, yo, you've been sitting here straight attacking me for like on an ongoing basis, and you and the moment that someone actually like holds you accountable to that, you're, so, yeah. you're like you like literally melt. Like yeah. it's 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 kind it's, of hilarious. It's crazy because see, I'm i like I'm telling y'all real talk. I've been thinking. Of, I'm a deep thinker, right? Like I'm a country boy. I speak with broke broken English, but I think a lot, and so. When I when I when when I be thinking about certain situations and I and I I just sometimes I won't even comment. I just listen, right? Sometimes I just listen to NFT uh, conversations. I dip my head in there and I dip my head in there from Luke Page, so people won't know it's me and just to hear. And I would hear people just like going in, and I'm sitting up here saying to myself, "Okay, let's let's make it all clear, right? Let's get it all out there in the open." Everybody came into the NFT space with the intent to do what? Make money. Make money. Okay, so so let's make that very, very clear. <laughs> Everybody out there came in with the intent. Including me and Nick. No, I know, but that's okay. Chaos. That's okay. <laughs> nobody, nobody judging of no person for coming in to make money off the NFTs because of that's what's, what's really going on. It's how you're doing it and it's your, your realness behind it, right? You didn't just make money and say, oh, I'm not going to support others or I'm not really involved in the community. That's the shit I'm talking about. Yeah, I mean, it's true, man. And, and you know, you're right. And in ways like, you know, some athletes get a bad rap. I, I guess to put a bow on it, what I'd say is the most important thing is that people see that whoever it is that's putting out the NFT project has the right to in the sense that like with Snoop Dogg, for example, he built up a big collection. He was present in the space. So he earned the respect of the kind of real ones. It's similar to like, if I just show up right now at the Boston Celtics practice facility, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are going to immediately know that I'm not like a pro player. And so if I try to present myself as one, they're going to right away be like, nah, you're not. You know what I mean? So they just want to know that whoever is getting into the NFT space is a pro player, so to speak. Hey, but listen, you don't have to be a pro player but you could be a hooper. <laughs> sure. you, see what I'm, you see what I'm saying? So just because you're not a pro player, that don't mean Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown won't, won't will look at you and say, oh, you're not a hooper. They haven't <laughs> seen you hoop. They'll you probably a, also say that. You, Looking you at them, be, they may say that. <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying you could be a hooper without being a pro player. You know what I'm saying? So my thing is, is this, right? It's like, when newcomers do come in, and I'm not just talking about me, and I'm not just talking about people out there that's, like, in the sports world. But when people do come in, okay, cool. Like, I think everybody should be the fair chance, like a fair chance, because everybody came in at some point and started somewhere, right? So yeah. so everybody shouldn't be critiqued or judged at a certain level because of what somebody else fucked up on. I agree, man. I agree. Uh, Nick, anything to add uh, to that? Otherwise, I have another question for Perk. Uh, no, I just wanted to comment. Someone said that uh, I think Nick was the one who wasn't picked for sports in uh, school. <laughs> wow. and, and the and the that's true. That's actually <laughs> so accurate. So I'm. A... <laughs> yeah, but so what? Like, who, no, I'm just who, fucking around. I, I no, like. No, I know, but who I, the fuck are they to judge? <laughs> Well, I think they're a professional NBA athlete, actually, who wrote that in the comments, you know? So uh, there's no, there's no it's doubt. It's Tatum getting ready for the finals. Um, <laughs> watching our show and posting comments on our live YouTube stream. So, so, Perk, we're getting a full dose of just how real you are as a media personality right now. And I've known that, you know, you, you've um, gotten into public disagreements with celebrities from the music industry, uh, Drake, you know, Quavo from Migos, uh, for, with other athletes. And people love 
love it, right? Everyone finds it entertaining. And a lot of people, I think, just say that you're keeping it real. We get into we get into trouble sometimes for doing that stuff. And especially Nick gets into trouble for doing that stuff within the space. What, um, what you do, Nick? <laughs> Well, Nick just when ca- things he keeps get it real. too real. Uh, <laughs> when keeping the, it real goes wrong, yeah. You know? that, and it, and yeah. just like you know, players will get mad at you, Perk, or mad at Charles Barkley, or mad at Shaq because they say a comment that the the player takes exception to and is a little bit sensitive about. NFT projects will will have similar reactions. You know, do you have any tips for us or any thoughts on no, that? The like, advice is no. to those project owners; they need to like grow a pair and like no. but, yeah. like I, you you know what my tip is. Keep being you. Why would you change? But but listen, have people still come in and listen to what the hell y'all got to say, right? Yeah, yeah. So absolutely. why the hell would y'all change? It ain't no tip. <laughs> the tip is is when you change is when Big Perk ain't gonna like y'all no more. <laughs> All right. Y'all, y'all got to this place by being who the hell y'all are. You know what I mean? And 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 listen, man. Like, the, look, this. Like, if you don't have tough skin, then damn it, this not for you. Straight up, man. There's millions of dollars on the line. You better have some thick skin, you know? Well, exactly. That's the thing where I'm like, yo, you just made millions and millions of dollars, and someone's providing one comment about the status of your project and what's going on. If you can't come on stage and answer a question about that, you don't deserve that money. Like, I I just don't know what to, to say about it. Or just take the money and run and get the hell out of here. Like, I don't know what, like, it's not... Uh, it's not my job to coach someone who's succeeding in business uh, on how they can continue to succeed um, when we're instead just, uh, you know, in, in journalism. Yeah, Nick, they, you, don't, Nick you don't have to be so harsh. <laughs> I, didn't know you was, I didn't know you was that damn harsh. Damn. <laughs> um, but Perk, like some of your, your comments on Kyrie, I think people would probably say are pretty harsh. They are, they are, they are, <laughs> but, but, but they are warranted. And on top of that, one thing about me is people say I flip flop. No, I just change my opinion changed based on facts. So if you, if you're doing something good, then I'm going to give you all the flowers in the world. If you're doing something bad, then why would I praise you on doing something bad? You know what I mean? But like, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna criticize over criticize somebody for having a bad game. See, the thing is with Kyrie is is that he thinks he's smarter than the whole world. Like he <laughs> thinks he has it all figured out, right? And that's not the case, bro. Like at the end of the day, people are not attacking you personally, right? We get a, I got a job to do. My job is to watch the game, break down the game, or if a topic comes up and they want to talk about it, then damn it, I got to talk about it. That's just what it is. But I'm not I'm not trying to be so cutthroat. But I, I, no, I Kyrie Irving it. sucks. Like, I just want to – That's Cap. That's Cap. You don't, you don't suck, Nick. No, he's you not know. bad. No, what I'm saying is, like, he's just absent for a large portion of a season, that, which is, that, which is like, completely fucking is, unreasonable because that's your job. Yeah. And you should be grateful that you're in that position – that you've like gotten this much talent, that you have this much skill, and now you're complaining about something completely unrelated from your fucking position. I don't know. Anyways, I, I, no, 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 it's absolutely right. And you know the thing that makes me mad about Kyrie the most is because he he, he is really invested in in the community. I will not take that away from him, but his actions, okay, but his actions on what he is, his actions on how he does things. He don't understand the effect that he has on the other generation, the generation that's coming up under us, right? Like, so you look at guys that came before Kyrie Irving. They paved the way for guys to be able to make $30, $40 million a year. It's guys, like, obligation. Like, this is what they need to do is to be able to show up to work and make sure they withheld that for the guys – that's coming behind them to do the same. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty crazy. I don't, I I don't. You know, the, I I know a very finite amount of information about this space, but I was <laughs> at a Brooklyn Nets game, which is what. And and after seeing this behavior, I live in Brooklyn now, and observing that team 
just not uh, not succeed at their mission. Well, it's because they face the Celtics, Nick. And Nick's over here just whatever. butchering our whatever. relationship with Kyrie before it's even started. But um, he's not coming on our show. I'm just going to be <laughs> straight up. So, <laughs> well, anyway, Perk, uh, you know what? What can you tell us about Frenchy Ballers? We've talked about the project, you know, quite a bit. Oh, Perk, refreshing. Perk comes just like fucking peace just, out. That was an I- Irish goodbye. He's Boston done. No, style. no, I, I was frozen like. It froze like I was just drinking the fucking water. I'm like, hold on, let me log in. What you yeah. saying now? No, I was just asking, like, what else, anything else about Frenchie Ballers that the people should know? You know, you've talked about the project a bit, talked about your background in NFTs. Anything else about Frenchie Ballers that the people should know? Well, that it's a group, right? You have about, it's a makeup of about 20 people that actually invested time, money into Frenchie Ballers, Right. I don't know if you y'all, you had a chance. Any one of y'all had a chance to check out the video game? Uh, no, I was in the process of clicking through on it. Yeah, I've been, I've been on the site, it. not the game yeah. itself. Okay, so so man, I'm talking about from everybody. Like th- these are nonstop Zoom meetings, things to that nature. You know, guys are really putting in a lot of time, making sure everything is done right. Because I'm the type of guy that they know. I told them straight up, I will walk away from the project with zero dollars if it's not right when it comes down to my name. And I meant that, like, with the life of me. So with Frenchie Ballers, I told you, the re- the reason it's called Frenchie Ballers is because I came up with it. I sell Frenchies, Frenchies, like li- exotic Frenchies. I'm talking about fifty dollars to $100,000 puppies, right? Like, seriously. You know, we got... <laughs> You yeah, gotta dude. mute the site. Yeah, yeah. I, no, we're good. Go ahead, Perk. So, no, it's so, so, so I mean, when I like, for example, like when when you have a team and everybody plays their role, and you come up with a great product. Like we have a meeting about everything. When when it, when is a tweet gonna drop, or when we're gonna go support this, or when we're gonna go collab with this person, or when we're gonna uh, jump on Twitter Spaces. And my biggest thing is is that. I've been telling the team, hey, man, listen, make sure you go out there and support other people's stuff. Not just because we're about to mint, but this been like this. Like, we've been in, in this process for nine months now, right? But I'm like, listen, at the end of the day, if we want to get into this community and stay into this community and we want people to trust in us the right way, like, my name is on the line, and I uh, that's the major thing for me. I always emphasize to them, my name means everything. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you one reason why. And if if this don't get you, then I don't know what will. I'm in the media, right? So I get paid to talk about sports for a living. Me personally, I cannot have no, I can't afford no bad publicity when it comes down to anything. Because I could lose my job. So if anybody starts to lash out and say, man, Perk came in with Frenchie Ballers and he was just all wrong, it was a money grab and all this, I will lose my job, literally. Because this is what I do for a living is not critique or judge NFTs, but I, I'm in the media. Yeah. So when you're in the media, you got to be careful on what you put your name behind. That's why I told you guys it was – like it took so much for me actually to change my profile picture to my NFT, but I'm in the NFT space and I don't have plans or need to do my, I don't want to call them crew. I would call them my partners yeah. have plans on doing anything. That's going to be a money grab. And we jump in and jump out and leave with people money. So with that being said, why should I be, scared to change my profile picture to my nft if i had bad intentions i would have never changed it 
Yeah, I mean, you're talking about leadership, man, and uh, and that's like important in the it's important in any space, but it's especially important in the NFT space because there's a lot of inexperienced leaders. You know, I guess w one last question I wanted to ask, and I think any NFT project founders could value you know this response is on the championship team. You know, winning an NBA championship is a massive, massive accomplishment. Like you are the top, top, top in the world when you can accomplish something like that. You know, Kevin Garnett was on your team that year, and I. I view him as like the ultimate leader when I think about basketball. You know, is there anything that you'd share about like Kevin Garnett's leadership, Paul Pierce's leadership at that time uh, that you think would be valuable for like an NFT founder to know or, or that you're bringing into your leadership with uh, Frenchie, Frenchie Ballers? Yeah, absolutely. Um, when you talk about KG, KG always used to live by whatever you put into it is what you're going to get out of. And I think that's 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 what it is for us when you think about NFTs. What you put into it is what you're gonna get out of it. So if you produce a bullshit product, you're gonna get bullshit results. If you come in with a bullshit mindset, then you ain't gonna have good things happen for you in the NFT space and you're not gonna get accepted. But if you come in and you make sure you do everything the right way and your intentions are right, then guess what? Everything is going to go right. You know what I'm saying? So whatever you put into it is what you're going to get out of it. We could have launched this NFT about five or six months ago, to be honest with you, but we didn't. Like, we're going on nine, ten months. And still, we was like, hold on, do we, everything, is everything right? Like, is the video game right? Is everything right where you can level up and things to that nature? Do we have all the team? Like, everything that we talked about doing and everything people can earn by coming in to being part of Fritchie Ballers doesn't work. Hell yeah, Perk. Well, uh, you know, when when is the public mint? When can people get Frenchie Ballers? Public mint is June 1st, right? It's a few days from now. I think that's tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow, Perk. The playoffs got you. Uh, you know, the days are blurring together. It is blurring together. I don't, I don't sleep. <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> I don't sleep. I, like, like I'm, I'm thinking about this fucking flight I got at six in the morning going to San Francisco. I'm on probably like three hours of sleep. But now nah, it's uh, it's dropping tomorrow. Tomorrow is June the first. I don't know why I was. I don't know why I'm thinking the day is the thirtieth for some reason. But anyway, uh, it's dropping. The mint is tomorrow. I'll be in the Twitter Spaces. Uh, we go. I think we go crank the Twitter spaces up around. I think it's five. Let me see. Two p.m. Yeah, five p.m. Eastern. I had to get my time zones together because I've been flying from east to west to, and so I'm gonna be two Pacific, right? Yeah, three, five Eastern. There we go. If people don't know, man, like, you know, me and me and Nick are insanely busy with our NFT, right? And we're just in our houses. Perk, this is the NBA Finals. The team that Perk was on is in the finals. You were in Boston over the weekend, right? You were in Boston over the weekend. You live in uh, somewhere else. You, you fly in L.A. You're flying to San Francisco. Like, this is work, ladies no. and gentlemen. This is what work is. No, listen, let me explain something to y'all. Seriously. Last week, right, I left Monday. Okay, Monday morning, I flew to Boston from Houston. All right, that's a four-hour flight. Got to Boston, stayed there for till Tuesday evening. Tuesday evening, I caught a flight from Boston to Miami, which is three hours and 47 minutes, okay? Stayed in Miami from, no, I'm sorry, correct it. I left to Boston on Tuesday morning, okay? Got to Boston Left Boston on Wednesday evening, okay? Got to Miami late Wednesday night. Stayed in Miami Thursday, left early Friday morning, headed back to Boston, another four-hour flight. Stayed in Boston Friday, got on the 5 a.m. Uh, flight from Boston back to Houston to come back to see my family. And now you got to go to San Francisco. Are, are you in L.A. right now? No, I'm in Houston. So okay. so I got a I got a fucking four four and a half hour flight to San Francisco in the morning. <laughs> right? And and however the finals turn out, I'm gonna have probably a six hour flight going across the country back to Boston. Like, you know, it just it just it is what it is though. It's the best part of the year.
Of course. I Look, I used to live in L.A., man, and I used to take quick trips to Boston to visit my family, like four or five day trips. And those would take a lot out of me. So the number <laughs> of flights you just talked about, man, like that that's crazy. Well, yo, thanks for, for coming on the show, Perk. Um, love watching you on ESPN. Uh, go Celtics. What's your prediction for the finals, Perk, before we let you go? I got Celtics in seven. Oh, shit. I just think their defense is too damn good. Hey, Nick, Nick. It's okay to smile. Look, yo, hey, when I first came on here, right, Nick was so frowned up, he was ready to drill me. Now, all of a sudden, I got the smiling out of him. He was like, all right, Perk a cool dude. <laughs> See, Perk's reading you, Nick. Yeah. See? Uh, well, I definitely enjoyed speaking with you, and uh, really appreciate you coming on the show. All right, no problem. Appreciate y'all, fellas. Hell yeah. Well, Kendrick Perkins, ladies and gentlemen, Frenchie Ballers coming out tomorrow. <laughs> Smash Perk's that subscribe, lick the like, and we'll see you on the next episode. We got another one later today. Damn. Yeah, pop. Almost Dude, working I don't, as hard as Perk. I'm not flying anywhere, but, you know, my commute's from, like, downstairs to upstairs. It's crazy. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks for watching, everyone. Right. Later. later.